Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. And thank you for joining me. I want to remind you that next week we will have one worship service in the park, and the youth will be leading that. So if you're able to join us, please bring a lawn chair, and the service will begin at 9 o'clock. Now today we will begin our worship together with the confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Jesus, at your word, we have come again to hear you. Let our thoughts and hearts be stirred, and in glowing faith be near you. As the promises here given, draw us holy up to heaven. All our knowledge, sense, and sight lie in deepest darkness shrouded till your spirit breaks the night filling us with light unclouded all good thoughts and all good living come but by your gracious giving radiance of god's glory bright Light of light from God proceeding. Jesus, send your blessed light. Help our hearing, speaking, heeding. That our prayers and songs may please you as with grateful hearts we praise you. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, praise to you and adoration grant us what we need the most your blessed gospel's consolation while we here on earth await you till in heaven with praise we greet you the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God of love, giver of life, you know our frailties and failings. Give us your grace to overcome them. 
Keep us from those things that harm us and guide us in the ways of salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, We are afraid of the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man has two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go work in the vineyard today. He answered him, I will not, but later changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said to the the same, and he answered, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first, and Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Authority. The power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. The word authority is used four times in the opening paragraph of today's Gospel from Matthew. The chief priests and the elders came to Jesus and questioned his authority to be in the temple and to be performing acts of healing and teaching. This was the morning after Jesus chased the vendors and the money changers out of the temple and declared the temple a place of prayer and healing. This act of defiance questioned the authority of the chief priests and elders to make decisions on how the temple business should be conducted. These men were very upset and were sure the question of Jesus' authority would take care of the issue because they were convinced that Jesus had no authority in the temple. Instead of backing down and saying he had no authority to be in the temple and change the temple practices as they had hoped, Jesus counters their question with his own question. He promised the chief priests and elders that he would answer their question if they first answered his question. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? A trick question that could not be answered in such a way that it would satisfy all those who were listening. If they said for men, they were afraid of upsetting a large majority of the people who believed that John was a prophet. If they said from heaven, then Jesus would remind them that they never believed in John and should have if they thought he was God's agent. 
The only thing they could do was look foolish and say they did not know. To which Jesus then refused to answer them and put them in the position of looking incompetent to make a judgment. They lost some of their authority that day with Jesus' trick question. They were afraid who their answer might upset. Yet the chief priests and the elders still did not believe Jesus had the authority to mention John and hold him up as a martyr. To them, John was a crazy man who went around declaring Jesus the Son of God and finally met his death when he defied King Herod and questioned his authority. John was no longer a threat, but Jesus still had to be dealt with. And we know that they finally got what they had hoped for, Jesus' death on the cross. Little did they know that his death was only the beginning of new life for all who believed in him. So here we are today, listening to the story of Jesus and the chief priests and elders, and are pleased with how Jesus got one over on these men who ridiculed him and questioned his authority. And we all know that Jesus' authority came from God. But maybe we shouldn't be so smug. I'm sure if I invite you to put yourself back in Jesus' day, you would see yourself as one of his faithful disciples. You would, of course, have dropped everything and followed him. That is how we see ourselves ideally. But are we really sure that that's what we would do? Many of us have grown up in the church and have good Christian backgrounds. In that way, we are more like the chief priests and elders. These men have been expecting the Messiah. They had studied the scriptures, looking for references that would give them clues as to who to expect and when. Then Jesus showed up, and he was nothing like the chief priests and the elders expected so they did not believe in him. Jesus' theology was not at all like theirs. His choice of friends was scandalous, and he was too forgiving to those who did not deserve it. There was no way this rebel could be the awaited Messiah. And I'm not so sure that if we were there, we would not agree with them. Sometimes theological expertise and Christian piety can be stumbling blocks to recognizing the kingdom of God in our midst. Now, Christian expertise and piety are not bad. After all, we all encourage people to come to church and learn these things. But they can get in the way if we refuse to be flexible and understand other people's perspectives. As Rachel Held Evans says, In her book, Faith Unraveled, the longer our lists of rules and regulations, the more likely it is that God will break one. That is what happened to the chief priests and elders. They had their lists of rules and regulations, and Jesus broke a lot of them. He introduced teachings that were not found in Scripture, and then had the nerve to say his authority came directly from God. 
Instead of trying to understand Jesus', Jesus reason for what he was doing, they condemned him. And I'm not so sure that we might have condemned him too. And that is a scary thought. Authority is not just something that was debated back in Jesus' time. Authority causes problems in churches today. While I think I can safely say we all believe Jesus is the Messiah, and it is through our faith in Jesus Christ that we are saved, there are other beliefs that are stumbling blocks. Each church has a hierarchy of leaders. Some are chosen, such as the pastor, the church council, the committees, and some are just understood, such as those who organize the kitchen, the quilters, the sewers, and other behind-the-scenes workers. There are a lot of people who have or expect some authority over what happens in their church. Some of this authority is welcome and helps the church run smoothly. Some is tolerated so as not to upset anyone. And some is openly defied. And that is when the trouble begins. Authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Authority is not something to be taken lightly or abused. When Jesus claimed his authority, it led to his death. Now, I don't think anyone today who would claim authority in the church would need to worry about their death, but maybe too much authority could lead to the death of a congregation, or at least cause some people to drift away. Remember, the longer our lists of rules and regulations, the more likely it is that God will break one. Amen. Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, 
creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Drawn together in the compassion of God, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. In all the world, give your church unity. Inspire all the baptized with the mind of Christ. Where the church is powerful and where it struggles, shape us with humility and obedience so that your love may be at work in us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Preserve and keep your creation, O God. Mend and redeem places that are polluted and damaged so that all creation can live abundantly. Help us to find ways to continue to do what is best for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Turn the nations towards life. Where our ways are unfair, give us new hearts and new spirits. Where sin prevails, help us to change and trust your authority. And be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our lives are yours, O God. Relieve the suffering of those who are ill in mind, body, or spirit. Especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Zach. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Turn this congregation away from our own interests toward the interests of others. Fill us with your compassion and sympathy. Bless the ministries that work toward mercy and justice for our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless those who have gone into the kingdom before us, the unlikely and the likely, the obedient and the stubborn. By their witness, teach us to confess Jesus Christ as Lord in life and in death. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All these things and whatever else you see that we need, we entrust to your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.